Welcome to Manufacturing Talk Radio, your source for breaking news, business trends, and economic forecasts here and abroad that impact one-third of America's economy. And now your hosts, Lou Weiss and Tim Grady. Welcome everyone to Manufacturing Talk Radio. I'm Tim Grady. I'm here with my co-host Lou Weiss and we're talking with Roger Paulson who has the Regional Automation Manager for, and I'm going to let you correct me on the name, Roger. I'm probably going to get it wrong. I think it's a CETA, but it's probably not right, Roger. You're, you're actually 100% correct. It's an acronym. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, Lou, you talked with Roger in kind of a pre-radio show conversation. What were you folks chatting about? I understand it's robotics and automation near and dear to our hearts. Well, I think that uh, Roger can probably uh, tell us a lot more, a lot better, a lot deeper, with more understanding than I can. So that being said, I did have a conversation with Roger, and uh, I remember it to be uh, interesting and insightful. So I'm going to let him do the same thing for our audience, so I don't have to do it. So, Roger, <laughs> tell, tell us about Athena that is located in Western Ohio, Kentucky, and Indiana for those folks, those folks who are out that way. That's actually where I happen to hang my hat, but our corporate headquarters is in Council Bluffs. So we're uh, sort of what a mid-America company, uh, what Iowa. What state is that? Oh, that's Iowa. Okay. Yeah. Actually, if you, you would get to our facility by flying into Omaha, and then we're expanding our operation in uh, Milwaukee, uh, we're doubling the size of our facility there to handle the upper Midwest business. Well, that's, uh, whatever it is you're doing, you must be doing it right. You're growing by leaps and bounds. So maybe rather than us talking about software and robotics, maybe you ought to tell us about business management, or is that becoming <laughs> one of the same? Well, uh <laughs> We're actually owned by Mitsui, and that occurred over the course of about the past decade. Uh, we were founded in 1983 as an automation company doing primarily machine load, and that evolved into uh, fabrication and welding uh, and material handling. So we've got a sort of a, a multiple uh, faceted business here in terms of the automation that we provide for our customer base. But one of the things that we uh, probably enjoy more than your regional or local automation company is a national presence. So the people in ACETA that are distributed into the, into the field are our field service people and our field sales people and Virtually everyone else is either in Council Bluffs or in Milwaukee for doing the engineering work. Okay, so let's get real specific about what ACEDA does. Are you a software company, a robotic company, a consulting company, or all three rolled into one? Well, in most cases, uh, we're chartered to help do more with less. So that could mean... Uh, a material handling robot loading a die-cast press or unloading it. It could mean a robot uh, manipulating metal parts in front of a press brake. It could mean uh, robots packaging 
uh, food and what have you for the food industry. So what we try and do is we try and um, approach customers about where they could apply automation that would allow them to redeploy their people in uh, higher value positions. Well, this has been coming for a, a long time, and uh, you seem to be um, developing it to the point that you're, you know, ahead of the game. And uh, the Midwest is uh, probably lucky to have you there to be able to assist in the uh, automation of, uh, you know, previously dark, dirty, and dangerous companies. Safety is a big issue. Ergonomics is an issue. Uh, sure. It's not all just about uh, you know the replacing people because we're we're definitely uh, growing industries to help them be more competitive. Uh, a big trend right now is uh, you know onshore or uh, bringing parts back from overseas. Uh, that's a huge growth for U.S. Uh, manufacturing. And we think that that trend will probably continue because the balance of the world is uh, kind of undergoing the same thing that we did in, in previous times where their weight scales are, are compounding. To all of you listening to Manufacturing Talk Radio, I would like to point out to you that June 12 through 14 at the Jacob Javits Convention Center in New York, there is a show coming up. It is six leading shows packed into one powerful event. It's the East Coast's largest advanced design and manufacturing event. If you are looking for solutions to today's problems, you can connect with more than 9,000 engineers and executives with 750 or more leading suppliers across advanced design and manufacturing in one end-to-end -end experience. This is a fabulous show at the Jacob Javits Convention Center. You can uncover the solutions, innovations, and inspiration you need to solve your toughest challenges. We encourage everybody to put it on their calendar June 12 through 14. Coming up at the Jacob Javits Convention Center, the East Coast's largest advanced design and manufacturing event put together by UBM. And there are six organizations involved in it. So go to mfgtalkradio.com, click on the banner ad, you'll go over to a page that explains everything about the show, and we hope that you are there and enjoy an excellent experience in advanced design and manufacturing. Now, back to our discussion here on Manufacturing Talk Radio. Uh, you did mention uh, a moment ago about, quote-unquote, losing jobs. Tim and I have been doing manufacturing talk radio now for four years, and that's been a, a big topic every time the word robotic comes up or um, what's, the, the, uh, what's the, the, the cobots. And uh, everyone talks about not necessarily the productivity that it brings, only, only the management and business owners talk about that, but everyone else talks about, oh, my God, I'm going to lose my job. What am I going to do? So why don't you give us some insight into the, the fact that this is not a job-losing uh, situation, that, in fact, it's creating jobs. So I don't want to steal well, your thunder. I'll let you explain it. Sure. 
and and so that we don't kind of get caught up in the mire of old uh there's no question that you know since the 80s the manufacturing population has has been going overseas you know we we know about china and all that but because of this reversing trend of bringing manufacturing back um i think deloitte did a study where they were saying that in the next uh five years we were going to we were going to need uh three and a half million jobs in manufacturing and we would have uh more than half of them go unfilled because we don't have enough people so retraining the workforce uh, re-educating our people creating values in our educational system that where people value uh, technical positions, uh, all of that leads to, uh, you know, better jobs, higher skilled jobs, uh, jobs that require more education. Um, a, a big function that's going to that's going to challenge us is to find the the labor force that is able to collaborate with the technology that we're introducing today. So, yeah, bottom line is. Even though we're putting a lot of automation in the world today, it's making us more competitive, and that's bringing jobs back, and it's creating new opportunities that didn't exist. Uh, in today's uh, world, Roger, I, I, I believe, and you can certainly correct me, the United States is about fourth or fifth or sixth in robotics on a global uh, basis. I think uh, China and Japan are probably number one or two, and a couple of countries in uh, in Europe, um, and and it certainly is a growing industry here. Uh, is is there anything that uh, we could do, the technical schools can do to help uh, promote the fact that we should be num? Well, I don't want to sound like Washington that we could be number two in uh, developing robotics uh, on a global basis. Well, that's a great question. Uh, I don't think there's any any doubt that uh, our relationship, for, for example, is with is with Fanuc in Japan. They're about right. a fifty percent market share, and right. uh, I would say uh, on in a given month they bring about four thousand units into the United States, and um, the application of that. Is uh, is compounding the creation of jobs. So even though we're putting 4,000 robots in a month, we're probably creating two or three times that in in uh, employment opportunities around that automation because mm-hmm. it's bringing more presence, more manufacturing overall. So, yeah, this is this is similar to you know the buggy whip days. Uh, you know, where what happened? Oh my God! The buggy whip manufacturers were all out of jobs. Uh, so what did they do? They went to work for Ford. Uh, there, there's there are benefits in change and progress and so on. And I don't know if our working class people fully understand uh, the changes that need to be made by them. Well, one change that can be made is the is the perspective of uh, what 
what role the, the I guess the, the labor pool has in working with the automation. We've got to understand that um, these are doing the mundane jobs. The, you know, the, the look at it, look at the robot as a mechanical device more than anything else. I mean, you were just talking about well, where are all the all the robots? If if you look at the at the statistics, uh, the United States in number of robots per man, per person is you know six or seven. We're not even near number two or three. And, right, and the leader right. by the leader by far, quite frankly, is South Korea. Hmm. So you know, Interesting. we yeah we think about it goes South Korea, Singapore, Japan, Germany, Sweden. So you know that they're experiencing the same thing we are. It's a high wage scale. Uh, you got to do something to be competitive. So you apply automation for the mundane jobs and and increase the value of what your worker does to take advantage of his tactile sensing, his decision-making capabilities, you know, all those adaptive and collaborative uh, things that the human's able to do. Uh, The point that I was trying to uh, get to was that if we are number five, six, seven, or worse in that, in your industry, what is it that what is it that needs to be done to spur us on to take a, a a more commanding lead and role in this industry as well as any other industry which we're now uh, taking second third positions? Well, there's no question that technical education has to improve uh, both in availability and in quantity. Um, we've got to, so we, we also have to change our perspective, um, I think, uh, of what that job is. That is a, that is a valuable role. And what happens is not everybody can go to college and be a doctor or a lawyer or a, you know, a full blown degree carrying, um, MBA. You got to. There's a there's a huge and valuable uh, job role that we need to teach our sixth graders about, and that's the technical role of keeping all this programmed, of implementing it, of devising it, of engineering it, and keeping it going. And I and I don't think we're filling those roles fast enough. No, you're by far. You're a hundred percent correct. And matter of fact, uh, last week um, I had an occasion to speak to a, a young girl who, uh, whose name is Ray Lee Nicholson, who is a national honorary student, and she made it onto the Michael Schmerkanis show and radio show, and she was in the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, Washington Post, about the fact that she and I don't know how the story got to all this major media. But the story got to them that she, even though she was a all-A student on the, in the honorary club on a national basis, she decided that she wants to become a mechanic and work on diesels, which her father has been teaching her for the last 10 years. Uh, and I had a conversation with her about it, and it, it was an amazing conversation. She said, I just like working with my hands. I said, well, 
how'd you get to all A's and the honorary students? She said, I like English. So this is going to be one of the best speaking English truck drivers that you ever saw. <laughs> Smart, yeah. but, she, but she loves working on diesels, even though diesels uh, are finding their way to the uh, elephant, uh, uh, the grounds where they go and die. Um, but she's going to be on our show, and uh, but she answers some of the points that you're uh, bringing up. Uh, Tim? We're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back with Roger Paulson of the CETA. Manufacturing Talk Radio will be right back. How do you keep your business humming? Where do you go when you're looking for quality suppliers of new equipment? Components, MRO supplies, repair services, or even raw materials. 30 years ago, you would have turned to the Thomas Register. Today, those big green books are better than ever at thomasnet.com industry's leading platform for product sourcing and supplier discovery. You can easily find that local machine shop, national distributor, OEM, or any supplier having the right quality certification. Fast and free. You can even get to specific products, components, or downloadable 3D CAD drawings simply by entering specifications or part numbers. There's a reason ThomasNet.com has become the go-to supplier discovery tool for procurement professionals and engineers. There's simply no other resource like it, and it's all free. Go to thomasnet.com today and see how top-notch supplier discovery doesn't have to put a dent into your bottom line. Welcome back to Manufacturing Talk Radio. Welcome back, to everyone, to Manufacturing Talk Radio. We are with Roger Paulson, who is the Regional Automation Manager for ACETA, talking about all of the curious things uh, that robots do or don't do. Roger, what are some of the unique applications that you've been asked to integrate with some of the FANUC robots? Well, probably the easiest way to show that is just to go to our website, which is aceda.com, and we have a complete video file there of some of the more interesting things that we've done um, the the big boom here in Indiana is the recreational vehicle business, and we have a, a good client in Lippert Industries who posted uh, a, a nice video of their new bending cell on, on their own website just to display technology. Um, what they do is produce uh, frame components for the, the people like Forest River and... Uh, other RV manufacturers, and uh, these frame components are, are are bent on a fabrication cell that basically produces the floor joist for the frame, and uh, that cell runs 24 hours a day, six days a week, and uh, produces about 2,000 of these parts a day. So it's awfully productive for them to automate uh, the repetitive job of running parts across the press break. Uh, um, Roger, Roger, on a, on a more diverse or even a more customized aspect of uh, robotics, you're involved in bionic parts also, are you not, for paraplegics? Well, we, we are in terms of loading the machines that make the, the parts, yes. 
I'm I'm sorry. Could you make that clear? I I missed the point. Well, uh, what we do is we have applied automation to load machines that produce the bionic components that you're talking about. Oh, okay. Okay, I understand. Uh, And and how does this... We're tending the machines. Uh Uh-huh. And how does solar uh, fit into your world? Well, I'm, I'm not sure that other than manufacturing the componentry that would go, the gearboxes and such that go into the solar panel industry, um, you know, solar is a is the the replaceable energy source of the future, and uh, we we produce components with automation for that industry. So you're pretty well diversified in uh, areas that uh, could utilize uh, uh, robotics and uh, where there's certainly where there's safety issues and. Uh, uh, healthcare issues and so on. So that's uh, that's pretty neat service provided. How many people are in your organization? We have about 130 at the moment. And you're spread out all over the Midwest, huh? Well, I, I, I say that with regard to our service and sales, uh, but our our main uh, operation in Council Bluffs, Iowa, uh, has about 100 105 people in it. And our mm-hmm. facility in uh, Milwaukee has another 20 or 30. Okay. And how do you, how do you provide uh, your sales sales and service uh, to companies on the two coasts? Well, uh, again, uh, that's direct sales. We have uh, a gentleman that's uh, my counterpart that lives in the Los Angeles area. And uh, we have people uh, that are also distributed in the south, in the New England areas, that do the uh, regional sales efforts. Why don't you give us uh, your URL address for our uh, listeners uh, so that they can get in touch and and see information or contact? Sure. It's www.aceta, A-C-I-E-T-A. Well, that's that's great, Roger. I thank you. Is there any uh, final comments you'd like to specifically address before we wrap up this segment? Well, I appreciate the opportunity to talk about automation. It's uh, it's a passion for us. Um, I'll bet we're doing to, we're doing tomorrow's automation today. Uh, at the moment, uh, we've been growing year over year, and I think it's uh, it's uh, a tribute to working with good suppliers and a tribute to uh, working with good customers who have a, a good, clear vision of how they want to grow their businesses. That's great. That's great. And I want to thank you for being on uh, the show today. And uh, Tim might want to say sayonara. Yeah, well, we'll wrap this up. We appreciate uh, Roger Paulson of Aceta being with us. He's the regional automation manager for Aceta. He just gave you the website address. Be sure to look him up. Be sure to look up this show at www.mfgtalkradio.com, where we have a complete library of all of the shows that we have done. We also have a link from that website over to 
womenandmfg.com is Women and Manufacturing. That is our other show. You certainly should tune in and listen to some of those episodes. Great information there. We appreciate everyone being with us on Manufacturing Talk Radio. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us on Manufacturing Talk Radio. You can hear our next broadcast each Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at mfgtalkradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.